1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Yeah. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see
2: you all tomorrow. tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports Talk It Is. Your host,
1: Tony Quinn Jr.
2: The Bears, the Bears. Really? Tony just chimes in. No, 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 no. Wait, no, whoa, no, wait, no, wait. I'm saying like oh, saying saying da
3: bears. the
1: Bears. Oh, you're just saying the Bears.
2: I'm sorry. Yeah. And Chris Ello. I would like to see a day when you are no longer thought of as snarky. All right. <laughs> three. It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes, yes,
4: yes. With Plenty of nonsense in between.
3: Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen
4: and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan.
2: Kick off the 5 o'clock hour with me reminding Scraby to change the open. I can't oh, believe it's getting you just old. Did that. It's getting so old, it's about time <laughs> I you go to work and put a new one in. Chris just said, I like the open. <laughs> well, you said you wanted me to remind you. That it's time to change it. So it is. There, I time. have reminded you, you it's time to Thank change you. the open. Uh, welcome back to the program. It's the happy hour, final hour of our Tuesday get together. If you missed it earlier, Bob Melvin, the manager of the San Diego Padres, was on the program. You can go back and uh, check it out at your leisure if you missed it uh, at 97.3thefansd.com or uh, download it on the Odyssey app. Just search out. Gwyn and Chris, or just stay tuned to the program. We'll probably play some of it for you again at the bottom of this hour. Some other uh, news and notes for you today. Seven-time All-Star, eight-time Gold Glove winner Scott Rowland voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame today. He was the only player elected today. Todd Helton was second in the balloting, missed by 11 votes of becoming a Hall of Famer. Of course, Fred McGriff had previously been inducted By the Veterans Committee. Uh, And uh, the other, you know, big story going on today, unfortunately, involves former Padre starting pitcher Mike Clevenger, who's now uh, signed to deal with the Chicago White Sox. Clevenger under investigation for allegedly violating Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy. And um, some of the things that are being alleged are uh, rather. a little rather unnerving to disgusting. say the least and yeah disgusting in one case so um i'll let you read all that we've gone over it two or three times already today but uh uh mike Clevenger is going to have it's a bad look for the former padre let's just leave it at that for now uh nba tonight lakers and clippers go head to head in L- los angeles the lakers are the home team so they get choice of court I guess what
3: court they're going to put. Down. I wonder what uniform. It's hard to pick the the what uniform they're going to wear because you know, I, I saw them wear purple at home the other night. They wear white at home. They wore white against Portland on the road. I know. I'm I'm so. I I this is old man
2: lawn stuff, but I am so tired of the NBA <laughs> allowing these teams to wear whatever uniform they want wherever they're playing. I honestly. Wish they would go back to home team wears white, or in the case of the Lakers, they were allowed to wear gold.
3: Do you wish for that in the NHL, too?
2: In the NHL? Yeah, well in the NHL it is that way. No, the they've... home team wears dark and the away team wears oh, that's white. That's right, that's right. That's so right. Least... They've always been that way. Right. So when I tune, well true. not always, but the last 20 20 years, 25 years I'm or so. I'm about to say
3: cuz the Kings used to wear white at home.
2: Right. It went it, it was in the Gretzky has days. has it been 20 years? Maybe about 20 years, maybe 15 years ago, the NHL switched it up and had the home team wear the color uniform and the away team wear white. But at least when I'm watching an NHL game, if I tune in, and I see, say, the Kings in a dark uniform. I know the game's in L.A. I know it's okay. The NBA drives me crazy. When I tune in, I, I think, don't know who the home team is. I don't know who the away team is. It just confuses me. I wish they'd go back. I understand I, why they don't, because they want to sell a bunch of well, uniforms. Well, here's the
3: thing. I think the NBA is do it does the same thing as the NHL does now. I think they wear their...
2: Not true. Look up right now. Miami's at home tonight. They're wearing
3: white. Boston's wearing I stayed dark. <laughs> so you I stand corrected. I stand corrected.
2: You just don't know. I mean, the Lakers could wear gold well, tonight. The, the
3: problem with the NBA versus the NHL is that they have, all the teams have like Nine four uniforms. or five
2: uniforms. Yeah. Well, I say that you wear a white one when you're on the road. And then you choose from your other eight uniforms on the when the you're road. at home. <laughs> oh, when you're at home, okay. you can choose whatever you want. and So sell you say white uniform. on the road? Yes, that way you could wear the dark at home always and sell all the uniforms you're trying to sell. Got you. And just wear white when you're away. But at least when I tune into the game, I can tell who's playing and where the game is. Tonight, the Lakers could wear anything between white, gold. They could wear their throwback Minneapolis uniforms, which are purple, I believe. They have so many different things they could wear. And you don't know what the Clippers are going to do either. They have black, red, white. Yeah,
3: Clippers are another tough blue. one.
2: Clippers have all kinds of different choices. Anyway, they'll play tonight, and I'll be the only one who cares about the uniforms. Everyone out there is like, move on. It's really not that important, Chris. It's really not that important. <laughs> uh, but for some reason, it bothers me. <laughs> I'm that way, though. With like uniform, like I'm looking forward to the, the Eagles-49ers matchup, and the Eagles in their dark green, and the Niners in their white. I just kind of get into that whole. Uniforms. You know what's unfortunate? I don't, I don't about think I honestly. I don't think I'm the only one. I think there's quite a few people that are into the uniforms.
4: I think there are, but the, it's unfortunate that in the playoffs you can't wear your throwbacks in the NFL. You That's have a, to wear your official. The NFL
2: has a bunch of stupid rules. Stupid rules because like if NFL you get tackled
3: a, and your sock is down, like you
2: get. Well, fined the NFL 25. has a guy who walks around before the game and finds people That's for true. wearing the wrong belt. Actually, or, a no, towel or whatever. I knew
1: one the, of
4: the guys who did it while he was here in San Diego for the Chargers. He would go around Willie and he no, it was Niall uh, Nile Diggs. Okay. He used to Willie play Buchan for uh, also the all Chargers. But um that would be a fun job actually. would be fun? Yeah, for you me. You would, you know what? You would, would be hit. so annoying he would at that. Play your police noise. Can you dude. imagine screaming walking Cyrus. up so I'd be like, "Hey, uh, there. over there." Hey Eli,
2: hey hey there. Eli Apple.
4: <laughs> Uh, Mr. Apple, I realize that your sock is lower than the standard NFL length. Will you please raise the sock?
2: Could you? would get the tape measure out and go. Not supposed to I be. Get, I could see Scrappy. Supposed to be no more than nine inches from your ankle. <laughs> nope, That's Eleven inches from your ankle, Mr. Apple. it will cost
3: you. I can 100% see Scraby in the same zip-up hoodie right now, <laughs> tucked in, tucked in collared shirt with a hat on. Clipboard and all. Oh yeah, he's got the the, the protractor in his in his pocket. Yeah. He's got yep. the ruler. I have a whistle for no reason, <laughs> <laughs> just
2: to just to alert other people yes. that the player is <laughs> mm-hmm. is guilty of an infraction. Yeah, as I a rule, as I, I in- hit the siren, <laughs> I blow the whistle and I point. I point.
4: I say, Mister Apple, your visor is too tinted, one shade too dark,
2: sir. The uniform violation.
4: Uniform yes. violation. That would be amazing.
2: You will not be allowed to play in today game. Uh,
3: I don't uh, think it's going that far, but... You would well, love to have that Just power. be on the lookout for the $25,000 fine that's coming your way.
2: Yes, yeah. <laughs> By the way, do and, you and know... And the punches what, I would take for telling them that. Do you know what your plan is for Sunday's
3: game yet? It's only Tuesday. Are
2: we going to get a live
3: look-in is what We've I want
2: We've got wanted. to you guys keep doing, doing this live, live
4: look-in. look-in. We need a live
3: look-in. I, the problem with the live look-in is I, I'm embarrassed. You don't even have to say, acknowledge that the phone is there. Just turn it on and just be you. EU. means I can't s- shove wings in my mouth. You absolutely can't shove wings. wings, in wings.
2: You can do everything you can do
3: everything that you would normally
2: it would do. would be the most, enter- I be the most be entertaining. I think that would be entertaining, I mean, look, how many votes were there yesterday on that... Silly poll that Adam—it wasn't silly—about whether Nick Martinez. <laughs> it was indeed silly. Join the uh, World Baseball Classic or pulled himself out, and how many people agreed with it? And there was 900 votes. Adam, your poll is great in like 10 minutes. So you're for t- a silly poll that Adam came up with. It's Imagine how many views you would get. For an in home shot of you watching the 49ers in the championship game.
3: I may do it this. It would go viral. Oh my gosh. I oh may do this. Goodness. I may do
2: like the last
4: like two minutes of the game or five minutes it's of the not game. Long that's
3: enough. not, dude. We want to be entertained longer than two minutes. Well, it two minutes be, is like at least 10 true. minutes. About, about
2: 20 minutes. Right? <laughs> you know, your mom, does your mom watch the game? Uh, sure. She carefully? watches the game. Not um, carefully, yeah. right? Yeah, no, my mom's a. You football know what? Fan. I think your mom would get into this. Give no, her the phone would. and have her press record. I think I, oh,
5: may I think you, she would get into I think it your for mom sure. would
2: love that.
4: Well, last time she <laughs> recorded me without my knowledge. How did this happen? <laughs> That's what happened. She was uh <laughs> well, I didn't I, I, I didn't actually attack her, but she was attacked by a crazy man because the Forty Nine ers lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh,
3: by a crazy man, <laughs> me. That, was,
4: that was in the house I with her. I <laughs> Didn't actually t- attack her. But I went to go grab the phone and everything went crazy. I think
3: uh I think you you owe the people a chance to see you in full-fledged yeah, scrapiness. That
2: would be amazing. Chris just said... I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. You know what? As much nice, as nice. As, much as as much much as I'd like to sit back and relax on my couch and watch the 49ers and the Eagles and just kind of enjoy a day, I would personally be willing to come up there and record you just oh my gosh. for the benefit of all the people out there. Scrape. great.
3: How don't about don't, just don't turn this quarter. opportunity down right How here? about
4: just the first quarter? If... If... People would like to see this happen. Tweet me and tell me you would like oh, to see man. this happen, please. Because I want to make sure his man. Twitter before please. before I go and put myself out there. I want to make sure that people are actually like wanting this because I don't want it for them. Hang on a second, Scrappy. Oh, what oh Chris is giving us a tweet. You yeah. don't count. What's your Twitter? <laughs> number? I see.
2: What's your Twitter number? Chris just said. Well, I'm a little behind the times, but at least my mind is in the right place. My, here's my Twitter number, Chris. At Matt Scraby. Oh, right. okay. I know You it got it. You got it. All right. Your Twitter handle. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Is that number. the proper <laughs> Yeah, no, that no, is the proper verbiage, for sure. All right. For so Twitter number. Padres have a new DH. You may have heard of him. Nelson Cruz signed a one-year contract with the Padres recently. And uh, where did we get this? Uh, from Scraby. It was his it was, introductory pre- press oh, conference. Oh, his introductory press conference. Yeah. All right. Well, you yep. may have missed some of it. I know I did. So let's hear what Nelson Cruz had to say as he gets ready to join the Friars. And uh, first question or he answered was uh, exactly why it was he chose the Padres.
6: I think it was uh, something that we were working from the last few years, even last year and the year prior before we got betrayed. Uh, um, I guess it was something that was coming. Um, and it was something that um, a thing that I was looking for, a uh, chance to win the World Series. I got uh, all the offers. I think uh, more than a while better. Um, but at the end of the day, the point my my career, I want to win. And I guess that was an easy choice to decide decide um, who are the best um, teams to, to pick in the game in the World Series. And I guess the pilot out of there. The one. Uh, so that was the reason why. And also, a uh, pretty good relationship with uh, AJ, uh, with Manny, Juan Soto, and uh, Fernando Tatis. Uh, imagine we're from the same country. So <laughs> our relationship going uh, a little far. So uh, that was the two main reasons why.
3: Better offers, more money elsewhere.
2: Yeah, but your team is going to the World Series. See, yeah, that that's... ought to be music to you fans' ears out there. Indeed. Right, I mean that's why he came here. He wants to go to the World Series. He was asked what his role will look like, or what he thinks it will look like as a new member of the Padres.
6: I haven't talked to um, uh, Bob about it, but um, while we're here. It was um, hopefully I can I can take my bats, uh, but um, I'm open to anything. I, I'm here to help.
2: All right, uh, we think he's going to be DH, right, Tony? Does he gonna Does he have any outfield left in him?
3: I, I mean, he he certainly won't say no, but yeah. I, I think his outfield days are probably behind him.
2: Well, I'm going to say that they probably are behind him based on the fact that, according to his uh, baseball reference bio, he has not played outfield since 2018.
3: Yeah, it's been a long time.
2: So I would be surprised if he shows up in the outfield very often. Uh, he has played a. little There's really first no need base. to put him
3: out there. At this. Not I mean, really. unless, unless there's some uh, crazy, like, few injuries that yeah that make sense, and even then, he probably won't go out there that much. Right. Mean, you you want him to be healthy. He's f- what 42, I believe.
2: He's uh, going to be 42 years of age. Yeah, so, that is correct.
3: So you know you want to keep
2: uh, keep him fresh. Keep him fresh. All right. Uh, one last thing for Nelson Cruz. He had some eye surgery, I guess, in the off season. Yep. Why do I feel he's going to say that he's just fine in this answer? I don't know. Why, why do I feel like he's not going to say, you know, I had the surgery. The eye is still giving still me a, little a lot It's bl- still a little blurry. In fact, I can't even see you, sir. What's your name again? Here he is. Here he is.
6: It's, it's been good. Uh, I've been doing other activities. Uh, I can see the baseball better now. about. Um, and I don't know exactly for how long, uh, probably since the year before. Uh, When I got traded, that's, I guess, when I started getting affected. But um, I noticed pretty well last year after the second half of the season.
2: How about a crazy prediction, Tony Gwynn Jr., right here? 2019 Nelson Cruz hit 41 home runs for the Minnesota Twins. Yep. If he hits 41 home runs this year for the Padres, he would land on 500. How about that?
3: That'd be legit.
2: That would be legit if he hits 41 I, home runs, I, the Padres are going to the World Series. I will My certainly, goodness. I
3: will certainly pray for those 41 homers. I'll take 20. You'll take 20. Yeah, I'll take 20. I think from
2: anything him. between 10 and 32, which is what he's had the last <laughs> couple of years. <laughs> 10 and, 10 30. and 32. Well, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll lift up the 10. How many did fast, Luke Voit hit understand. last
4: year when he was with the Padres? Because it should be anything more than what Luke Voight hit. Luke probably hit about 13
2: with the look. Padres. I'm gonna look real quick. I'm faster than you. You have a computer. I have a phone. Oh well, yeah. Then I'll be faster. He hit uh, thirteen with the Padres, correct? <laughs> and then nine with the Nationals. So twenty two. Nice job. So I would take twenty-two. Yeah. If he could, uh, if 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 Nelson hits twenty-two, that would be spectacular.
3: Assuming everybody else does what they do. Yeah. If he hits twenty,
2: yeah, that'll Whew. be a great year. Great year, but you what know, about Matt Carpenter? What is he going to hit? Well, he'll, he'll hit the other 21, and there's your <laughs> right. 41. There's your right. 41. Get, there's I'll take 41. I'll take
3: 10 to 15 from, from Matt. Yeah.
2: All right. We'll take a quick time out, We'll check some traffic. Come back more, Gwen and Chris. Bob Melvin from earlier today is still ahead. Don't go anywhere.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
3: 5.22, into the happy hour. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Eller, Matt Scraby. You missed it. Bob Melvin in our last segment. We'll, uh, we'll replay that interview we did with him earlier. It was a lot of fun catching up with Bob. He yes, seemed pretty you excited.
2: Will be, uh, all of you will be uh, much more Padre Savvy after you hear that interview coming yeah. up. Scraby just came up with a good question. It but as usual, it's off the air when we can't, you know,
3: use well, it on the show. So to feel you guys and we were Thanks, talking Chris. about. Do you ever uh... say
2: anything good on the? <laughs> <laughs> wow,
4: <laughs> with the day that I'm having, you go
3: there.
2: Hey, you won the championship of uh, you Fantabulous did have Game have Show. A- you did.
3: Speaking of your it's day, lucky day. Had you thought about the fact that you got to yeah lift to to, to your car. <laughs>
4: Yeah no 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 my yeah my friend's gonna come get me oh, you and then we're gonna swoopy. yeah but, that's what are for. Um, yes I I definitely have had it in the back of my mind all show
3: um so to figure I should had, explain
4: for the new people I oh yeah you probably should yeah I I, I I ran out of gas
3: he basically wasn't paying attention to his hybrid and uh, he did ran out of gas and car's not moving now
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes that's what well, apparently with the Prius you need like three gallons
3: of gas yeah. to get it going again and yep. he only brought two he's only yep. got two. <laughs> So
2: you still got a gallon.
4: I only brought one. Didn't work. So I Googled it. And they said, you need three. And I'm like, well, I only got a gallon. So I went back to the gas station, got two. And I was like, I just need to get to work. It's 105 Wait, already. so
3: wait, you went and got the two other gallons and didn't actually No, no, fill no. no it I in? got the
4: first gallon, uh-huh. realized it didn't work, went back, got the second gallon, put that in there. It was still Was this just work. a
3: gallon tank?
4: Yeah, I bought okay. a gallon. I, I mean... Would you just think that if you? I've never run out of gas in my life. Would you just think that you just need a little bit of a, a, a spritz of gas no, just to I, get I, going? No, I definitely
3: don't think you'll need a spritz of gasoline I, to get your car. All gone. I need to go
4: is like three blocks to get to the gas station.
3: A Spritz isn't going to work, especially once <laughs> a it's dry. Spritz is not going to work. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I have that. To in my get mind. us back on track, we were during the break we were talking about the announcement of, of who's. Singing at the uh, Super Bowl, we know Rihanna's performing at halftime. Yes, but we there was announced a national anthem and a uh, was America the Beautiful.
2: Now I've lost. Oh, here it is, Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton, country singer. National anthem, right? We'll be singing the national anthem. Babyface, the R and B legend, Babyface, he is a legend. Perform America the Beautiful. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Emmy Award winner, will perform Lift Every Voice and Sing. Okay. Uh, she's a star of the uh, comedy series Abbott Elementary. Have you seen that oh, one? Oh, yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yep. Highly she's acclaimed, Alex. Highly
3: acclaimed. Matter of fact, you're one of your favorite actors. Uh, you said you're a fan of Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, yes. I heard he's on <laughs> that <laughs> he's show. On I love <laughs> that guy. Yeah, I love
2: that show. And then uh, the thing that caught Scraby's attention... The U.S. Navy will conduct a flyover yeah. of State Farm Stadium to commemorate 50 years of women flying in the service. Scrapey would like to pour cold water on that idea. Well, uh, the
4: stadium that they're flying over is a dome, so no one's going to be able to see it inside. <laughs> I, I We're trying to figure out. I don't so think they, you can yeah, open yes it. Yes,
2: they will, because they'll just shoot camera shots of it and play it on the big video board. You'll be able to hear it.
4: You can, you can hear, hear it. it, yeah. I mean, I think that it makes sense if the stadium is open so that the planes can fly is over. There a, is
3: there a retractable roof there? I, don't I know that, they have retractable grass. They do.
4: I don't think that they open the roof, though. I've never you seen that. don't think that. they can
3: open the roof? Yeah, I mean, I looked quickly. I would find it hard to believe that they have a retractable roof that they just say, ah, we're not opening it. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're saving money. Interesting. But yeah, I... It does seem a little weird to have a flyover with a, a closed-dome stadium, but, you I also you know.
4: thought that... Flyovers, And this is a serious comment. I thought the flyovers were no longer going to be a part of sports events. I feel like the government said that because it costs too much money to fly over.
3: I do recall hearing something along those lines. So now we're just flying
2: over domes.
3: All
2: right, I'm done. Evidently so. I don't don't know. Flyovers seem pretty popular to me. They had a flyover at the beginning of my golf round today. (laughs) Right, but it wasn't if, necessarily a U.S. <laughs> Navy flight. It was just some, some flight, flight coming into town. That's all.
3: <laughs> but I mean, again, but it, it was a flyover. It, it I took was it open
2: air though, so yeah, you could it, see it. I could see it and everything. Yeah, nobody did. Per- nobody performed the national anthem though
3: before my round. Oh man! So we didn't get an official start. All right. Uh, in other news, uh, the NBA has announced all-star captains uh, will be picking a live roster. That's not new. We've seen that before. We've seen LeBron James and whether it was uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo or Kevin Durant. Um, scrape you have your hand.
4: Yeah, right. I just want to say it, um, it does have a retractable reel. Ah! Yeah. Thank it, you, scrape Yeah, but it can, yeah.
2: And so. as usual... The master of misinformation <laughs> he's, is complaining he's, about something that isn't even true.
3: He's graduated. He's graduated from the bearer oh, of misinformation okay. <laughs> to the master. Of misinformation. You know what it is,
4: though. I, I knew there was something funny about this What's stadium. Funny about it? The, it, you remember the old Dallas Cowboys stadium where they had that little, like, the little hole, hole. In the roof? Yes. That's basically what the, the the roof retractable is. You can see it right here. It's it's not much of a. Of a retractable roof. So everybody's still a, going to be inside, but you will be, be able, able to see it. it. You will be able to see it, so I, I take back my comment. Okay. The master of misinformation. All right. You guys went with it.
3: <laughs> we did, because you made, you convinced me.
4: I was, said I don't believe it does, but now hmm, I believe it does. I like the way does. you
2: did, selected your words carefully
3: uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. I see. I'll wait till you hear
2: this one, Scraby, This NBA story doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, Go ahead,
3: uh, Tony. On, uh, the NBA All-Star Game is February 19th and no one will know the all-star roster until that night not even the players themselves so i don't understand yeah i don't either that's
2: <laughs> the nba they're going to have to fly every player every, in the league every, in there Into salt lake city and then tell them hey you're playing
3: yes the they were making their picks live televised pre-game uh segment shortly before the game tips off in salt I'm lake i'm
2: assuming what they're going to do is name the all-star players and then the picks will oh, and be then made they'll pick behind roster. the scenes. That makes sense. And then you won't know who's playing for which team until that night.
3: Because it could get kind of quite expensive. I don't know, first of all, if you can get enough rooms to, to house to fly every player, every in, the player in the league there. In case there. they make the All-Star team. Just yeah. so, go back to the bubble. So they'll probably announce who's an All-Star. And yeah. then the captains will then pick their rosters. That makes There oh, you go. Man, you fixed it for you me. Know LeBron, I was worried there.
2: Did you know LeBron James a perfect 5 and 0 in all-star games when he has been the captain. I did I, not know that. I didn't well, who did? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, somebody who wrote the story knew that. It's nice. amazing. <laughs>
3: Go. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, let's get to break. When we come back, if you missed it, Bo Mel, aka Bob Melvin, Padre's manager joined us earlier. You get a chance to hear from him. Next.
6: Ben and Woods on the fan.
2: Wanted to take this opportunity to uh, welcome to the world. All right, all right, here we are back at it. Pesello, Tony Gwynn Jr., the newly named master of misinformation. Max gravy. <laughs> that's a that's a great upgrade. I mean, that, that's, that's a great upgrade. <laughs>
3: It's not it's a, it's a
2: downgrade. You
3: graduated from the bearer of misinformation <laughs> to, the, to master. the master of misinformation. <laughs> you, you have mastered it, my man.
2: He's also the, t- the champion today of uh that he also is Fantabulous Sports Game Show. That's right. If, he, if you missed that The segment, Champ is here! What time was is that? Champ is here! 3:40 3:30 today 3:40 yeah. you got to go back and listen to Scraby winning the Fantabulous Sports Game Show. He earned it today. He was he he, earned it. It he was, was a on it. he was on his game. stuff today. Very tense Thank game you. today. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You can you hear me. any uh, portion of the program uh, at 973thefanst.com or the Odyssey app just uh pop in the old uh the old uh keyword there Gwyn and Chris and uh any part of the show will come up uh, including uh the following part of the show which was a visit we had earlier today with Padre skipper Bob Melvin. One month ahead of the opening day of spring training games, the Padre manager visited with us. Let's listen in, shall we, after we check traffic.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight Better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here via the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Bob, uh, thank you for your time, man. How are you?
5: I'm good. Thanks for having me on. I think this might be the first time in a while that I've been on with you, so uh, look forward to it.
3: Glad glad to have you on. Now you're in town, I assume for uh, for a little mini camp
5: action, huh? We do. We have uh, this week. We have a lot of our pitchers in. Um, just kind of taking stock a little bit, getting the guys together. Joe Musgrove's kind of uh, taking charge of this whole thing as far as, you know, getting some guys out afterwards and so forth and just kind of a bonding thing, getting the young pitchers and the veteran guys together. Um, Good idea, and it seems to be working pretty well.
2: Bob, it doesn't seem that long ago that you guys were playing the Phillies here and we were all uh, screaming our lungs out, uh, cheering for Padre baseball in the National League Championship Series. How much of that will you use to talk to your team about, hey, we got to just get one step further when you bring everybody together for spring training? How much of that would happen, and maybe the disappointment at the end of that, will you use to prepare for this season?
5: Well, it might have come up today, actually, and talking with some of the guys, I think more it's just kind of clarity for a team going to spring training, knowing what the goal is. So, you know, every year you go to spring training, there are a lot of teams that that feel like they have a chance to, you know, to have a good season, go to the playoffs, and do well. Um, it's the teams that end up, you know, probably in the final four the year before that the next year think, you know, there's there's certain clarity in where we want to go. There's a hunger because of where we ended up last year, and uh, you know, I literally I, I don't feel like I need to say anything, but but you know, at times we will just to make sure the guys know what our goals are and you know what our vision is going forward.
3: Bo one of the things that um I recall you saying a lot last year, at least early on, was, you know, this is your first year really trying to get to know your your roster and all of the guys and the kind of the inner workings of how things go. Year two, I, I imagine there's there's a lot more comfort there. How do things change for you uh in year two at the Hill?
5: Yeah, I mean it's it's night and day. It's you going out on a field just like, you know, yesterday and today and and knowing our guys. You know, when because of the year before with with the lockout or whatever and being able to, you know, talk to our guys and, and get to know them before you get to spring training, you walk out on the field, you you're addressing a room full of guys that you don't really know right. uh, personally. And you're trying to get your message across to to people that don't you, know you either. So they know what I'm all about. I know what they're all about. We have a core group coming back that's had some success. So, you know, moving forward this year is just so much easier.
2: Bob, uh, how many lineups have you put together in your head? Uh, not only for opening day, but for when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back. I mean, you it know, sounds like a yeah, lot of fun yeah. to have your have your options, at least, going into the season.
5: It is a lot of fun. There's some stress involved with it, though. So I'm writing these things down, and I'm like, okay, who, who do I want to get? I want to get my on-base guys up early, but does that move Manny back a slot or Toddy back a slot? Or, you know, it's. I wish I could all hit him in the two hole to tell you the truth to get him as many bats as I possibly can, but it's uh it's certainly first world problems. It's, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> we'll figure out as we go along, but man, with, with the additions of, you know, certainly Xander and, and what he can do either the top of the lineup or knocking runs in now with Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter and, you know, the lineup gets, a, it gets a little bit deeper. So uh, I've scribbled a few off and, and thrown a few around a little bit, but, uh, you know, we'll figure that out once we go, and certainly once we get Toddy back after what is it, twenty games or so?
3: Padres manager Bob Melvin joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of bad Fan Hotline, and Bob, you know, it—you scratching down. You said you scratched down a few lineups already, but typically, you know, it takes a little bit of time. In, in your experience, when you when you have this kind of talent, how long does it take to to find a lineup that is conducive throughout the throughout the whole thing?
5: Well, it does. And, and you know, you can sit here and go through the drill as much as you want, but it's not until you get to spring training, you get through spring training, and then obviously the health component. You know, you, you, you just envision everybody being healthy coming through spring. A lot of times that's not the case. So, you know, I think we do have, at this point in time, more depth than we started out with last year and really had probably toward the end of the season too, whether it's, you know, some pinch hitting options, some guys that understand how to come off the bench – and probably a few more options to make some moves during the course of the games. I think that's, that's another exciting component to this.
2: Xander Bogarts uh, made it pretty clear that he's uh, planning to play shortstop, uh, at least when he was brought in here, Uh, I'm assuming that is the direction the Padres are probably going to go. So uh, as far as you know, or have you talked with Fernando Tatis and how on board is he with moving to the outfield? Obviously he wants to be in the lineup. Uh, And how comfortable are you going to be with him there?
5: Fernando just wants to play. So when you've been out as long as he has, you know, it's just about getting out there and being with your teammates again and supporting them, doing whatever's best for the team. And, you know, I was even joking with him uh, yesterday in the weight room about lineups. And he goes, man, he said, I've been thinking about him, too. You know, he's used to hitting lead off, but he's like, hey, whatever you want to do and whatever creates the most opportunities for us to, to score runs, I'm all in for. So when you hear something like that, and that's just the batting order, then you know my, my my talks with him and experiences with him are that he just wants to get out in the field and play baseball and help his team win. So hey, certainly at this point, he's making it easy on me.
3: Any idea uh, in terms of the outfield where you could see Manny? Or excuse me, uh, Fernando playing left center. I mean, you have a, a pretty darn good center fielder in Trent Grisham, and uh, the way yep. he covers ground. How how Two do you? Two gloves. That's good, right? right? That's that's pretty good. How do you right. how do you go about you know getting the offense you want without necessarily taking away from the defensive strength?
5: Right, and that's just a process leading up to spring as well. So, yeah. I mean, leading up to spring and then leading up to the season as well. We know we won't start with Fernando right away, so you know that's that's taking that one piece off the board, but. I think the, the the part for me that you know when you talk about Xander it's short and he will play short is you know we can't put everybody at short somebody right. else has to play somewhere else and at this point in time everybody's been fine with hey look this, this year is all about us winning we'll do whatever we can to you know to help the team and whatever that dynamic is as far as you know roster construction where guys are playing we're going to be all in and you know, at this point in time, those are conversations you have on the phone once you get on the field with them and you start doing drills and you start moving guys around. You know, we're going to have some guys playing different positions. That's that's the one thing that a glut of shortstops, um, you know, does for us. But, you know, we'll we'll figure that one out in spring training. But like I said, these guys are all making it easy on me by saying, look, we just want to win.
2: Bob Melvin is with us, a uh, little uh, off-season report, but it's not much more off-season, people. Spring training is just uh, less than a month away. Uh, it, on paper, it appears to all of us that it's Darvish, it's Musgrove, it's Snell, it's probably Nick Martinez, Seth Lugo, Adrian Moyde-Hone. Uh Do you have any other names and people you're thinking about for the starting rotation?
5: Yeah, you know, we we, we have a lot of depth guys that we brought in, too um so you know that, that that'll that play its way out in spring training as well you know we have a groom in the in the organization Weathers is another guy Honeywell we just got from you know was with Oakland last year so we're trying to create as many depth pieces as we possibly can one thing that we always you know I always do uh, in spring training is is let the guys know that hey look you know 26 is 26 but You're always going through 40, 45, sometimes 50 players over the course of the season. So everybody in this room has a good chance of being part of this thing right now, which means you need to stay ready at any particular time. And you know there's going to be injuries. You know there's going to be performance. Guys are going to perform well and elevate their roles. Other guys are not and maybe either send guys up and down. So... Everybody has to understand that, that you know the way you look at it on paper once you get to spring training sometimes isn't how it plays out, and we're going to need an army of guys to be able to be successful.
3: Now, the strategy changed a little bit last year, Bowman. I remember in spring training at one point, you're pretty adamant about having a five-man rotation when the season started. Uh, But talking to the guys as it went along and you had the six with the possible seventh guy kind of rotating in there early on, they seemed to like it. Is that something that is that a strategy that you guys are looking to to take part in again this season?
5: Well, I, you know, if 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 we have the personnel to do it, sure. I mean, it, it allowed our us to use our starters a little bit longer. It allowed them to get a little bit more rest. It allowed them to be a little bit fresher once the you know the end of the season came around when you knew you were going to go back to five, sometimes four, and as these guys were, you know, probably as as fresh as anybody going into the postseason. So. But you have to have quality to be able to do that. Right. So, you know, it depends on how stretched out we get Nick. It depends how stretched out we get Seth Lugo. You know, these two guys are going to pitch four or five for us. And if you're covering four four or five innings on those days, and now you're going to go to a six-man rotation with someone else you're going to have to do that with, it might be difficult to do. So um, that will all work itself uh, out as we go along, but would we like to be able to do that? Uh, of course, that means would means we have a lot of depth and a lot of personnel to do it.
2: Bob, uh, you'll not well, you'll probably believe this. You've been around the game so long and uh, been around, you know, talk shows. We still get complaints from Padre fans that are concerned about this year's team, <laughs> and they're concerned that after the starting nine, the starting ten, there isn't the same depth, perhaps, that there was a year ago. Do you have any concern there about guys like Azokar and Dixon and Severino? Or do you feel you have enough pieces to fill out the 26?
5: Well, I think we have the potential to have more depth this year as far as the 26. Now, you know, we're moving guys around within, you know, once Toddy comes back, we're moving around guys within the, the starting nine. But, you know, where Carpenter ends up and, you know, he can come off the bench too where Nelson Cruz is, on a particular day, we have the option of bringing him off the bench, too. I'm sure we're not done as far as looking at other players, too. But, you know, last year, guys like, you know, Sugar it did a great job for us. And Dixon really didn't get a ton of at-bats, just had a couple of games coming up. There's another depth piece for us, too. So I'm actually happy with the depth that we have right now. And, and like I said, we're not even in spring training yet. And things could happen before them. And seems like with the Padres, things happen during <laughs> spring training as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I would say I think we're good right now, and let's see where we end up once the season starts in April.
3: Bo, you know, last year I had this, this team had this city on fire. Um, when you go through some of the ups and downs that this ball club did last year, is there anything to being able – to take those wounds and and it making you a stronger unit the following year? Because you guys, it it wasn't smooth sailing last year. It was, it was, you guys had to really grind that out before things clicked. Is there something to be said about being able to to
5: carry that into this year? You know, I think you probably are in my meetings.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's
5: something that I bring up often is anything that's worthwhile takes a little pain and hardship. And it's tough to get there. And it, during the season, we talked about it a lot. Hey, look, this isn't easy. It's probably not going to be easy. But, I, you know, we we're like, we once we get to where we need to go, it's going to serve us well. And I think we were a tougher club in the postseason because of what we had to go through. You look at the roster and you say we stack up against anybody. We've had to go through a lot of stuff to get here. And now you take a breath and say, OK, we're in the dance now and we're a bit dangerous team. And I think that the, the trials and tribulations that got us to that point uh, it made us a better team in the postseason.
2: You had a message for fans right at the end of last season, Bob, and talking about how great they were and how uh, a lot of that was done for them. And you couldn't believe the atmosphere, uh, the Dodger series, the Phillies series, etc. What would be your last message to fans as we get ready to start spring training this time around?
5: Oh, you know, it 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 had such an impact, and it had an impact on us. It had an impact on the other team. It had an impact when you come to San Diego. You know, you're going to get a, a a raucous crowd. That, you know, it's it's hard to even call them fans. I mean, they're yeah. they're you know they're Padres is what they are. They're dressed like us. They're wearing the same uniforms. <laughs> they're rooting for us like we are in the dugout. It's just it's just an extension of us. And I think you know I haven't been here in the past, and I've been here before when it's it's a great atmosphere but man last year and toward the end of last year i don't know that there was a more electric place to play uh in all of baseball and we certainly felt that and we wanted to intimate that when the season was over what the impact was our group that comes out and watches play
3: well I, I, we obviously uh, in about Seven minutes, uh, the Hall of Fame is is going to uh, start their announcement. Now, it won't actually actually happen at 3 o'clock, although they're telling us 3 o'clock it'll probably be somewhere at 340, something around there. Uh, I won't ask you who you think should get in, but uh, Scott Rowland's name has come up. I I know you've managed against him, or or you've at least seen him uh, uh, up close and personal. Um, What what are your thoughts on on some of these guys who are up for it? Scott Rowland, in particular, is one that stands out to me.
5: Right. So I you know what, I, I I don't take a deep dive into the numbers. I, I, I look at it as who's who impacted the way I do things and or watching these guys play who I thought were the true really really stars of the game. Now obviously longevity has a lot to do with it and, and getting into the Hall of Fame but But guys like Jack Morris, you know, took Jack a a long time. And and I'm like, Jack Morris is a Hall of Famer. You just feel it. You know, Alan Trammell, guys like that, you just feel it. I feel the same way about Scott Rowland. So I don't know what the overall numbers are, but, man, he he was, you know, both sides of the ball, the grit, the determination – um, the numbers that he put up every year, the feeling that he had when he came to the plate in big spots—that's kind of what I look like look at a little bit more so than than overall numbers.
3: Yeah, no, he, he certainly was a presence. Uh, you felt it every time he was either at the plate or even when he was at third base. Bo Mel, always fun catching up. Looking forward to our conversations come spring training. Uh, you guys have a good mini camp, and uh, we'll see you out in Arizona.
5: My pleasure. Uh, come on, I'll t- come on anytime, and, and look forward to seeing you soon. All
3: right, Bo Thanks. Mel, thank you.
5: Bob Melvin, right there,
2: our uh, little preseason, pre spring training interview with the Padres skipper on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Make sure you save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today. Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Uh, Bowmel. you know, it's funny, we did the interview a little while ago. Tony and I have thought of some really good questions that we should have asked I know, him. right. That we forgot to ask him, such as managing spring training around the uh, World Baseball Classic and. Some other things, but the good news is we'll probably have Bob Melvin on again uh, sometime soon. But uh, give everybody a little look-see into what he's expecting. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but I mean this this lineup. Everybody's concerned about how you going to keep Manny Machado. How you going to come to terms with Juan Soto? Is Fernando Tatis going to be happy in the outfield? Man, just let all that stuff go. Sit back, relax, and enjoy enjoy. the upcoming season because these guys, are none of them are going anywhere now. And there's no guarantee any of them are going anywhere in the future. No, there's not. But for now, we know that they're locked into place. It should be some kind of season for the uh, San Diego Padres, considering Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter, Jake Cronenworth. Those are guys nobody's even talking about. Nope. Right? I mean, there's no mention of Jake Cronenworth, one of the most valuable Padres of them all. And yet he's down the list because there's so many superstar players on the list ahead of him,
3: frankly. In some ways, that's a that's a good thing. You know, Jake can just show right. up to work and just play baseball, leave all the, the talking to Xander and Manny and Toddy. and Let them do everything. Yeah, you, you just show up to work. So in some ways it's good, but... You know, eventually, you start. You want to leave the nest. You know, well, that's,
2: we'll see what happens. But yep. like you said, let's worry about that when the time comes. For now, we know this ball club is going to be pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Also, uh, coming up Sunday, don't forget, Scraby will be pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining. But if you want to see him while he's watching the NFC Championship game, Add why him. are you doing this? Keep flood him. him with tweets. Saying yes, we would like to see you a video feed. It's got to be watching real. the NFC Championship I, game. I
3: need for you if you if it goes down, you have to hit record and pretend like the phone is not there.
2: You have to do it, man. It's at Matt Scraby. If you want to see it, I know I do. I definitely do. I'll be willing to hold the phone. That's how badly <laughs> wow. I want to see it. Wow, I, I would actually do it if Chris <laughs> holds the phone the entire time. <laughs> All right, we're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Look for you then. Have a good rest of your Tuesday evening, everyone. For Tony, for Scraby, I'm Chris. Ciao.
0: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.